Constance Season 1 is delivered in 10 parts. If you haven't already, it's recommended you start from the beginning. Episode 1, Terminal C. We'll try not to spoil anything in the meantime. Previously on Constance. As much as Yumiko and I were mirror images of one another, we began to see the world in very different ways. Yumiko would sometimes have dark thoughts, hopeless and grim. I'd ask her what she was thinking, if there was anything that I could do for her. She'd fake a smile and say she was just in her own head, but I knew that wasn't the case. I could feel the pull of her. The darkness filled the screen as little bugs darted back and forth across the picture. We fast-forwarded until we saw the motion sensor light trigger. Quickly, a figure moved across the corner of the upper frame. As I moved in closer, I could see a figure laying on the slab. She was completely nude, her face covered by a mask. Her arms and legs were bound to the corners of the table with a thick, blood-red ribbon. She did not struggle as she laid spread out for the cloaked men to stare at her. There were no words and very little sound. For a room this size with this many people in it, it was deathly quiet. In unison, the men started to hum. The hum grew louder and louder, and the woman on the table started to writhe. The circle of men shuffled their formation and allowed for a small entrance where another figure entered. This person too was cloaked in very much the same way, but his mask was pure white. My... Uh, my steps were slow and deliberate as I tiptoed through the fresh snow. I could hear the faintest notes of music, but couldn't make out what it was. Alejandro walked one step behind me, with his hands hovering near my elbow. What a gentleman. The house looked empty standing from this view. Brown wooden slats on the outside looked dusty, even at night. It was alarmingly quiet. I flipped on the news. Fear-mongering cycling through an endless loop in the background. A war we can't get out of rising gas prices, glowing embers being spotted near a hospital in Grand Junction. Modern news, thanks to 9-11 and the 20-hour news cycle, is mostly bullshit. Venom television. I flipped it back off and stared at the ceiling. My therapist told me to concentrate on the most relaxing thing I can think of when I can't fall asleep. Motionless, I laid, arms at my side, listening to Faraday's toes tapping against the bars of the cage. I stopped dead in my tracks. My heart started to pulse. Leaning against the front desk was a man standing all in black. I could see his face, uncovered. Don't be frightened, he said. It's good to see you. I felt cold. 
My throat was tight, but I managed to get out a strained reply. You too. It's good to see you too, Alejandro. Episode 10, Found. Written and directed by Sean Hybor. Performed by Talon Stradley. I grew up without a great deal of respect for the value of human worth. I thank my father for that. He was a painter, and he had a studio that he set up downtown and he only took appointments. White walls, glasses of white wine chilled with frozen grapes. It was very exclusive. It was also a bullshit operation. My father would commission struggling artists to do pieces for him for next to nothing, and then he'd remarket them as original pieces. A real man of shoddyocracy. Assholes with more money than they knew what to do with would pay him for the opportunity to own just because they could. He called himself a forager, finding what was lost in the bedrock and turning it into sustenance. I never really knew what I wanted to do for a living, but I knew that I didn't want his life. I also couldn't have imagined working with the police department. I wasn't ethically driven in that way, but but I had a sense that there was something slightly off about the world. I'm sure I had thoughts of being a pilot or musician or, or dancer when I was a kid. I must have dreamt big at least once or twice. That all changed after seeing footage of the embers. I was fascinated. Where the hell did they come from? For most people, I think the absurdity of it outweighed any potential fear or perceived threat. I imagined them every time I stepped outside, floating and and raining down shimmers of light. They had to mean something. And then they were gone and scarcely mentioned. Buried as soon as the next Rat Pack story throttles the media. An oddity that requires no further exploration because of the hyper-normalization of collective thought, like, like Northampton analytics, like Balloon Boy. 
I packed up my stuff and headed a few hours west, chasing the last known path of the embers. My bartending job was paying for a few college classes and a shitty studio, but, but now I was happy and, and working towards something. I studied as much as I could. I went to community events. I went exploring on the weekends. I volunteered at nonprofits. And then I met Alejandro. He was warm. I felt comfortable with him. We hit it off immediately. He told me he knew of a good opportunity for me and he had a connection to the person hiring. He handed me his card and told me to consider it. That same week, a few months removed from living under his roof, my father was in town for an art show, and we had a lunch at my bar. I only speak with him every other week or so, sometimes not even that much. I was proud of the new life I was making, and even though I wasn't thrilled to spend my day off having lunch with him, it was nice to keep that bridge unharmed. He laughed as he sucked the remaining drops of his drink off of an orange rind. I couldn't see his eyes because he kept his dark lenses over his eyes like a coward. He, he thought it, it was a phase that I would want this instead of his manufactured reality. He opened his arms wide, mocking me. Is this a good life to you? He asked. Later that night, I wiped down the bar, getting ready for the end of my shift, and I started rehearsing what I would say to Alejandro if I were to call him. I think that brings us to now, correct? The reason I'm here in the first place, right? I brought this. I, I want to play you something from my phone. Is, is that okay? I'll explain to you what it is while, while I'm pulling it up. Just give me just a second, okay? Oh, and I do data media entry now, thanks to Alejandro. Now we're all caught up. Officer Carroll asked me if I would log the backup audio files from a piece of evidence and, and put them on a drive to be looked at by a forensics team. I slid open his sealed bag and pulled out a pink iPhone, one of the older models. It was almost completely wiped clean except for dozens of audio files stored in the voice recorder. None of them are given names, just audio recording 001, audio recording 002, and so on. I played one at random. And it was kids uh, playing in a sandbox. It sounded something like, uh, like, it sounded something like that. The audio was hard to make out. It sounded worn, almost, um, like it was ripped from a VHS tape. Sorry, I have so much shit on here. So, after Carol gave me the bag, I, I plugged the phone into my computer and walked to pour myself a cup of coffee. The craft was nearly empty, sitting on a hot burner. I dumped it out and brewed a new pot. I was gone to maybe three minutes. My computer wouldn't recognize the phone. The files were unreadable. They had no data attached to them. You could play them from the phone, but we couldn't find them anywhere where they were installed internally. It didn't make any sense. When Carol left for lunch, I closed the door and played them over the phone's external speaker, and I recorded them onto my voice memos. I didn't get them all, only a few, but listen to this shit. Please, 
Please help me. I can't do this again. Nothing ever ends. Nothing ever ends. I can hear them. I can't. Nothing, nothing ever ends. Nothing ever ends. Nothing ever ends. The night that I called Alejandro, he came over and met with me at my apartment. He, he told me he was a recruiter and he could set me up with this job as long as I did something for him in return. Here's another audio file. I, I came to the bridge where few may pass. Pass, cried the keeper, but I laughed, saying there is, there is time. And he smiled and shut the gates to the bridge which few may pass came young and old. All were refused. Idly, I, I stood by and counted them until, wearied of their noise and lamentations, I came again to the bridge which few may pass. Those in the throng about the gate shrieked out, he, he comes too late. But I laughed, saying, there is time. <laughs> Pass, cried the keeper as I entered, then smiled and shut the gates. But I didn't even need to reach out to Alejandro. He was waiting for me. He, he knew. So here, what is this? What is all of this? So here, I don't know what the fuck to do with this, but, but now I feel like I'm a part of this and, and all I wanted to fucking do was start over. Please, just, just let me walk away from this without being involved any further. I, I did exactly what Alejandro asked of me. Why can't I just start over? Jesus, what the fuck was that? Nothing. Ignore it. It will go away. Ignore what? What am, what am I ignoring? Who is that? <sighs> Hold on a second. Wait, where are you going? When can I leave? Where are you going? Who is that? Wait, wait, stop! Hold on, hold on, what? Can you tell me what's going on? What? Who is that? Where are you going? Wait, when can I leave? Please, We have someone in here. What the fuck are you doing? I, I was told to come relieve you. Why? We're nearly done here. The exact reason is unclear, but I was told to come relieve you and complete the release procedure. Miss Morris is here to walk you to your next session. Well, this is highly unorthodox. Sir, please. Fine. Please follow me, sir. I missed you at the Christmas party. Hmm. How was it? Alejandro and I had another event on the same night. The atmosphere was nice, but the ambience was way off. Oh, I hate that.
terrified in my head. It sounds the like they're nearing the, the end. Chatting, the phone ringing, the Listen. phone ringing. Why was the phone ringing? I could tell that I was sweating, so I wiped my face on my sleeve. Returning to the living room, I picked up my son and threw him over my shoulder, doing my best to regain normalcy. Hey, Hans. There's a man on the phone for you. He says he was at the ceremony last night and he wants to inquire about your future services. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Of course. Tell him I'll call him back. Good day to you. What? What is this? Please, state your name for the record. David James. Hello, David James. <laughs> you have two first names. That's true. I once had a friend named Robinson Jefferson. He had two last names. Strange world. Today is the 31st of December, 2019. This session is being recorded on one device and only one device. A personal handheld recorder which I will place on this table here in front of me. At the end of this session, if you feel that you have misrepresented yourself in any way, I will hand over the complete recording of this session and you can dispose of it however you choose. I will not start the recorder until I inform you first. Do you verbally consent to these terms between you yourself, David James, and Parallax Industries? Uh, sure, I do. Do the words colloquium, ghosts, hydrangea, tropical mean anything to you? No, should they? Well, they mean nothing to me, no. Not if colloquium, ghosts, hydrangea, tropical mean nothing to you. Begin whenever you're ready, ready. Which part? From the beginning? Well, do you feel like you misrepresented yourself when you told your story the first time? No, not at all. Well, then, let's just pick it up from where you left off. Someone can fill me in on what I missed. I'm going to start the recorder. I want to hear what comes next. Found was written and directed by Sean Hybor. This episode was performed by Talon Stradley, featuring guest appearances by Monica Ward, A.E. Lawrence, Satya Ann, Danielle Ellett, and David Magadan. The Constance theme song is written and performed by one of the best human beings you will ever meet, Quiet Theory. This is the final episode of season one of Constance. We'll be back sometime in 2020, but in the meantime, more will be headed your way, so please stay subscribed to this feed. You can learn more about Constance on Twitter at ConstancePod or on our website, ConstancePodcast.com. Mm-hmm.